It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for Let's Talk About It with ASAP Barbie. Another episode of Let's Talk About It. I'm your host, ASAP Barbie. You know I got the gang, Eric, with me. What up, though? What's going on, good people? So, you know, it's been a lot of everything been going on in the world lately. And uh, as you know, we're here to talk about it. Um, we got three or four good topics today for you good people. And, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of stuff that you may agree with. We may not agree with and vice versa, so on and so forth. But hey, that's why we have our show. Like, let's 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 discuss it, good people. Um, so of course, everybody knows about the big topic of the world of social media right now, and that's this dating list of where not to go on a first date. That I guess um, young ladies have come up with. Um, I don't per se have the list with me right now, but I know Eric does, so I'm gonna let Eric read off a few of the um, of the places not to go on the first date. That's just so outrageous, and we'll and we'll dive into it from there. Eric, what you got? Yeah, I just hit it with the top ten. So number one, Cheesecake Factory. Number two, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, the movies, your house, any fast food chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop. And the list goes on to include buffets, churches, coffee, nightclubs, bowling, movies, uh, anything you could think of as a first date idea is probably on this list. So, I'll be the first one to speak on this. So, I don't know when it changed. I don't know how it changed. But I know when I was in high school and when I was in college, most definitely in college, Applebee's was the place to go for a first date. But then again, now that I'm older, I wouldn't take a woman to Applebee's on the first date because I don't like the food anymore. But that's the only reason. It's not because it's a cheap date or it's unacceptable. It's because I just don't like the food there anymore. Um, But, like... These places that they say they don't want to go on a first date, I'm thinking to myself, what what are you expecting? Because last time I checked, first dates are for you to communicate and talk and get to know each other outside of social media or wherever I may have met you. Like, you know, we can actually have a conversation, but enjoy, you know, having a drink while we're doing it or, you know, eating some food, you know, in the in the space of good company, you know. So, you know, the only place that I would say for me to not do a first date is I don't want to, I don't want to go to nobody's house um, and I don't want to go to the movies because you can't talk in the movie. You're just sitting there watching a movie like that's kind of boring, but. Some of these people I've been seeing the comments and stuff that like they like, oh, I want to go somewhere where we can get lobster and steak and roof Chris and Nobu and this, that, and the third. But I'm thinking to myself, you know that comes with dick, right? <laughs> like, I don't know who or what y'all been 
dealing with, but if you're sitting looking at a menu trying to, and you say, <laughs> in the words of a famous famous man we all know, you know, I'm trying to figure out what goes with lobster tail. <laughs> Condoms. Because that shit ain't cheap. So, you're not going to bust my pockets down and me not getting nothing in return. Sorry, but not sorry. Um, I think it's outrageous that a coffee date or going to catch a Thursday night game at Buffalo Wild Wings or hell, even watching college football on Saturday and NFL on Sunday at Buffalo Wild Wings is a bad first date. I, I think everybody wins. You get to talk to me. I get to watch football over your shoulder occasionally. Uh, we both get to eat some good wings and have a few good drinks. I don't know what the big deal about it is. Maybe because I'm more of the old school than I am the new school, but I'm going to let Eric take this one over because I'm kind of at a loss. Like, cause I think all those places are great first dates outside of going to somebody's house and going to the movies. We should be able to do anything as long as we spend the time together getting to know each other. Eric, what you got? Brother, game has changed. And I'm going to reserve my comments for the, the young men out there. So I, di- I did a poll, and I have a lot of married friends on my Facebook. So I did a poll, simple question, how long you been married and where was your first date, right? And believe it or not, surprisingly, a lot of these places was, was on the list, right? What has happened, God knows. Who knows? But I will say this. I would implore young men today, to use this list as their number one through 28 or however many lists of places to go, you know? So if a, if a girl is to ask you to, hey, I need you to plan a date or take me out, hey, we going to the Cheesecake Factory number one. And for one simple reason, it's just to see how she reacts, right? Um, like I said, people can call it playing games and stuff like that, but I think this type of stuff is what you need to to know on the very first encounter, very first day. If she is one of those persnickety women that turn her nose up at Cheesecake Factory or the Applebee's or Red Lobster or anywhere that you're willing to spend your hard-earned money, um, then she might not be the one, player. So I, I say that men, young men that still single should weaponize this list and this should be your go-to locations, all of these locations, um, if you're looking for wifey. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's just my eight cents on that. So what I say, Emory, what I say in response to that is, you are 1,000% correct. If you're looking for wifey, it's all about spending time, getting to know you, getting to know your morals, getting to know who you are as a mother, as a woman, like all that good stuff. But I don't understand what me taking you to Nobu, taking you to Ruth Chris, what, what is that proving? That I'm a dumbass that want to spend a bunch of money because this is the kicker that neither one of us said yet, but I'm going to say it now. What men fail to realize, especially the ones who get suckered into doing this stuff, is when you start, if your first date is to roof, Chris, guess what? It's only up from there, buddy. That's the standard. That is the standard. That's the standard, buddy. 
It's only up from there. Ain't no going down. Like, you can no longer, if you start off at Ruth Chris, you'll never be able to take her out for ice cream. You'll never be able to take her to Buffalo Wild Wings when you go out type stuff. So, that's the biggest part of it. Like, you got to set the standard early that, look, I do eventually want to take you to Nobu. I do eventually want to take you to Ruth Chris, but no, not right now. Like, and I'm not telling you to be cheap. I'm not telling you not to spend money on your lady. But what I'm telling you is, starting off, go somewhere and talk. Because I know a bunch of places where, I mean, I know I give you the easiest and the simplest, coolest first date. Go to Walmart or to somebody's deli and pick up a deli pack that has the meat and cheese and crackers. Go get a blanket, take it to the park, and talk and eat it with a bottle of wine. That's the easiest, coolest, dopest date that you can have. And it only gonna cost you maybe 25 bucks. So, I mean, like I said, the, the whole list shit, it's, uh, it's very confusing because you really do have these women who are out here like, nah, I don't do that date. I don't do this date. But then you have the guys who don't really, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I guess the ones who don't really date a lot, they fall for it and be like, well, I guess we can go there because I really want to date you. Like, no, bro, tell her, uh, that's okay. Tell her you'll go eat Buffalo Wild Wings by your damn self. Like, it's too easy in my eyes. But... I want to know from you guys out there. Once you hear this, we would love for you guys to go um, on our page or leave it here on the podcast. What are your thoughts about the list? What are your thoughts about first dates? You know, should it be expensive or should it not be expensive? But before we leave this topic, I got a question for my co-hosts. So, because dating, we already both concluded that, no, you shouldn't be going to Nobu and Roof Chris, but what's a decent amount to spend on a first date? So, <clears throat> this is, I always say, hey, you got a ball on a budget, right? So, whatever your budget is, if you a balling ass nigga, then, hey, you got the means and wherewithal to go on a balling ass date. But if you not, then, hey, put yourself on a budget, right? And back to the original conversation, instead of focusing on where y'all are going, I will be focusing on that connection. Because you know, as well as I know, whenever we was young and we was really feeling somebody and they was feeling us, it didn't matter where we was at. We could be on the merry-go-round laying down, you know, spinning around all night, right? Yep. Pretty much like you said, talking, right? So, I, I like to use that standard. Like, when I didn't have money, I went to the park. You know what I'm saying? I just spent time. That's what I invested, right? Yeah. When I got my money, if I was feeling a chick, hey, we might go somewhere nice. You know what I'm saying? But one thing that's already established is that wherever I select, that's not going to be an issue. You know what I'm saying? Because the same girl that I would take to Rue Chris is going to be good with KFC. You, you know what I'm saying? Right on. Right. So, like, I would say at this point in my life, if I was dating, not to say how much I make or anything, 
But um, I think a nice three or four star restaurant will probably be my speed. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I can afford, you know, right. uh, comfortably without breaking the bank. You know, I'm not spending three, four, five hundred dollars on no dinner with somebody that I don't know if I'm going to have a future with. You know, right, right. Um, so uh, whereas let's say if I was a college student, yo, I might not. Red Lobster might be off of the, you know what I'm saying, the menu. It might be Applebee's, eating good in the neighborhood, you know? Yeah. Um, might Man, spend 50 to so, $60, you know? You, I'm glad you brought up Red Lobster. But if you are between the ages of 34 and 40, and you say that Red Lobster is out of the question, I pray that you make like $300,000 a year because anybody between those ages know when we were in college and high school, you was going to Red Lobster even if you was allergic to seafood just to get the biscuits. <laughs> like, because I know I'm allergic to shellfish. But I was going, but I've taken a young lady there on a the first date knowing I'm allergic to shellfish. But guess what? I ate them biscuits and I had a drink. And we was all good. So it was like, I still didn't spend a lot of money, but we had a great time. Hey, there was a time when Red Lobster Olive Garden was creme de la creme. Cheesecake Factory, yep. it was it was top of the line. And I think that's what makes this whole list so... And I'm going to tell you how old school I am. This makes it even, even crazier. So... Um... I took a young lady on a first date, if anybody who knows this, to CC's Pizza, right? Oh, yeah. We went to CC's Pizza. Mind you, we had already been knowing each other, like, basically our whole life. But, like, we've never been on a date. Like, we were just cool, right? No, You know, we just had a, a friendship. No, no, no more, no less. But when we decided to start dating, we went to CC's Pizza. And... Um, and then 17 years later, we have a whole beautiful daughter out of the deal. Ain't that some crazy shit? Hey, that's how that's how love goes. That's crazy. Like, and literally, yes, we're not together. She's happily married now. But we got a beautiful 17-year-old daughter out of the deal. And we don't hate each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? So going to CC's. It showed us both. It opened our eyes both to what love was because, you know, we was both college students. We were struggling because, you know, being in college on scholarships, you know, you ain't getting paid like these kids getting paid today. We ain't have no NIAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We was waiting on mama to send us $30, $40 every now and again. So CC's was like $4.99 at the time. Oh, we was lit. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you, can eat you too. know, like I said, bam, here we are. You know, so these cheap dates can make the world, but I do understand how social media has hyped the world up to believe that you have to live like Beyonce and Jay-Z. But you can only live like Beyonce and Jay-Z when you got their money. Let's just put that out there. Mm-hmm. So... And unless you look like Beyonce. If you look like Beyonce, you might get your love real Chris first date. You know? It's always a simp out there that'll do it for you. But if you just... Yep. 
If you Tasha who work at Dollar Tree, baby, you better take that Applebee's happy hour. <laughs> I'm just saying. But that's it for that topic, good people. What we're going to do right quick, we're going to step away. We're going to pay some bills. And uh, we'll be right back with the rest of the episode of Let's Talk About It. Become a supporter. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. So if you already tuned in, you heard us talking about the list. That's what we're going to call it. We're just going to call it the list. Um, You know, we gave some deep insight to it. Either you agree or you don't. Either way it goes, we don't care. We talked about it, right? But we're going to do a spin off of the list. And we're going to get into some stuff that we've, me and Eric, we've talked about this numerous times off air. We've talked about it numerous times off air. And like, but we never get in depth about it. That's the cra- crazy part. I don't know if both of us was just holding back because we we were waiting to get on air and talk about it. But I guess we're going to find out right now. So the next mm-hmm. topic we're going to get into is who communicates better, men or women? So the age old census says that women communicate better right mm-hmm. and I think that people say that because women are more vocal about everything whether they fussing whether they cussing whether they trying to get shit done they're just vocal so they come off as they communicate better but I think that's very incorrect and people are gonna say well damn why you say women don't co- you know communicate better because a woman and I'm just speaking from experience. Like, I can't speak for everybody. I'm just speaking from experience. A woman will sit and be feeling a type of way. And you will say, baby, what's wrong? She'll say, nothing. And you'll say, okay. And go on about your day. Three hours later, it's it's crazy how I said nothing was wrong, but you knew something mm-hmm. was wrong with this. Well, I didn't know. You said nothing was wrong. So, I'm not a mind reader. Yeah, yeah. But with men, on the other hand, we come off as we don't communicate, but we do. Like, when you say what's wrong, if we say nothing, it's really nothing. Mm-hmm. But then when we tell you something's wrong, and then you blow it back on us, like, well, it's your fault that this, 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 that's when a man goes in shutdown mode, and he just don't talk to you no more. It's not that he don't communicate, just don't communicate with your ass because he feels attacked. Mm-hmm. Because if you say men don't communicate, then it's kind of like, you know, as a woman, you know when your man wants sex, why? Because he says, I want some pussy tonight. Yep. Or if he hungry, he says, baby, what you cooking tonight? You know, or if this, or you know, anything needs to be done, he opens up and just says just that. He don't give you no more. He don't throw hints. And that's the thing between men and women. Men don't throw hints. Women throw hints. And it's like, men are very, 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 very simple. All of us, very simple. It's so simple to where we almost come off as dumb sometimes. 
Because it's like, if you want something, you might want to speak up and say it. Don't throw me no hints because I ain't no mind reader. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I say that men communicate better than women because women expect you to be mind readers. And it's like, my, that ain't who I am. And I ain't even going to try to be that. Um, Ed, what you got? So, like, I'm going to throw this disclaimer out there. I'm not a caveman, you know, but I am going to answer the question. I do understand that men and women both have different communication styles and I understand there's certain situations that you know may favor one or the other but you ask so I gotta answer if you're gonna ask me uh, I'm gonna say the way men communicate is better and this is how I'll break it down women as you already touched on they're, they're sympathetic they're empathetic they're emotionally expressive and what that tends to do is you know a lot of beating around the bush when you're trying to get to uh, a solution or the point uh, whereas men are more direct as you said in your your example it's like hey I don't hear no pots rattling what's for dinner you know what I'm saying or yo hey I'm brick right now <laughs> you know you know what time it is uh, we're more <laughs> direct and, and fact focused and the reason why I'm gonna say that's a better way of communication is because that's the information you need to many times make decisions right like Yes, women, uh, their emotionally expressiveness may be able to get you in touch with how they feel and you can use that. But at the end of the day, like I said, the way the world works is based off of facts. And the best way to get to it is, yeah, obviously talk about your emotions and all that other stuff, but you can't dwell on that. And I think that's where men... um, supersede women in their communication is we're able to not dwell on issues for the most part you know generally speaking and we can get to our point much quicker and we'll deal with the emotions of it later you know right um so that that's my answer if i had like said gun to my head i'm gonna say men communicate better yeah i mean and like you said um like you did touch on it's like because we are direct because we are a little more direct it's kind of like there is no I had to guess or there's no in between like with women it's like you know we we pick up on certain stuff what we just naturally know like like I give you the perfect example because you're married so you definitely understand when your wife says when you get a chance can you do this as a yeah. man who's been married, you know that doesn't mean when you get a chance. That means right now. Yeah. But that's because you you've picked up on the signs over the the years. But if it was vice versa, it'd be like, "Hey, come do this and be done with it." Yeah, yeah. So that's why I said, like, for me, I feel like us as men, we direct. We're a little more direct. And we don't beat around the bush. Like, well, what if we did this? And and what what if this actually happened? Or what if this was? Just say what you want to say. Because I'm going to give you the prime example of where we communicate better. I'm going to give you the perfect example. You're probably going to bust out laughing. When men and women are hungry, a man will say, I want pizza. A meat lover's pizza. That's it. That's mm-hmm. Because that's what I want. You ask a yeah. woman. What you want to eat? Oh, I don't care. Just bring me whatever. 
and then you bring her whatever and it's like I, you know I didn't want this no yeah. you didn't say that you said bring you whatever so I stopped at the closest place near the house it's when have you ever seen me eat this and all yeah, <laughs> yes. I, know it. I know exactly what you're talking about and I'm one of those dudes like when I pull up to the drive through don't look at the menu especially if we've been there a million times you know I there's nothing that I hate more then, hey, let's go to McDonald's. We drive 10, 15 minutes to McDonald's, and as soon as we get there, you, you know, reaching over the center console, trying to look at the menu. It's like... Yeah. And it just, it just throws over, it just throws off everything. But it happens. Yeah, yeah. And it just throws off everything. It's like, yo, you've been here a thousand times, so... You know what you get. Like, stop acting like you're gonna get something new. Mm-hmm. Like, even I know if I go somewhere, like, if you didn't get chicken nuggets a thousand times, don't look at me. You like, you're not gonna get it a thousand and one times. Yes. Like, <laughs> and that and that's how that just goes to show you how our brains are different, right? Like, cause like I could say right now, hey Barbie, tonight we going to root Chris. I think the way our minds work, we already start seeing that menu in our head. We know, yep. hey, I'm going to get a tomahawk ribeye or I'm going to get, you know, some lobster mac and cheese. Like, you already know. Whereas, it's almost like they have a blank canvas and it doesn't start, those gears don't start turning until the guy brings the menu. That's crazy to me. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. And because we, you know, we're talking about who communicates better. We're talking about food. And then the first topic was the list, right? So I'm going to revert back to something. I'm going to give all the guys some free game. And I'm going st- to give you this free game right here, right now, fellas. If you think that you want to live in this world where you have to take a girl to roof, Chris, and no booze and fogo day chow and all that, I'm going to give you this app that needs to become your best friend so she can think that you taking her on a $100,000 date when it's only $50. It's called Groupon. If she want to go to Nobu, get on Groupon and find a coupon to Nobu and pay for it. And it's already said and done. So now you don't got to pay $300. You only pay $75. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want to be that guy, Groupon is your best friend, fellas. Groupon is your best friend. But that's the, that's the business on who communicates better, men or women. We both agree that men do, but it's not because we're just better at it. It's because we're just more direct because the overall consensus is we all know men, we don't like to talk. Like, we're not, like, really talkative people as far as, like, I don't want to tell you how my day went. I don't want to talk to you while the game is on. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if it ain't about the bills, if it ain't about the kids, if it ain't about a vacation or food, we don't really talk. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, it is what it is. Um, so moving on. Here's a big topic that um, I definitely wanted Eric to touch on because we definitely talked about this and we did a, fa- uh, not a Facebook, but an Instagram post about it. Does phone access equal faithfulness? I'm going to let Eric take this on the way. So, talking about faithfulness, we're we're saying, I, I think loyalty comes to my head, you know, uh, somebody that's going to be committed to a relationship, right? Um, 
I think at the beginning, when you ask somebody to share their location or give you their phone password or, you know, what the other, you know, myriad of invasions of privacy, um, that's where you got to check it and set your boundary, if that is a boundary, um, in the beginning, right? So, like, I've heard some stories of two, three weeks into a relationship, one person is asking the other you know what I'm saying? What's your phone password? Or why do you don't share your location with me? To me, from the outside looking in, like if you wouldn't share your location with a stranger, why would you do that with somebody that you just met? And then if you got time in the paint, you know, uh, y'all a year, a year and a half in, two years, and that comes up, why is it coming up now? You know what I'm saying? I think you have much bigger issues than your phone passwords and your locations, right? Um, I'm a big believer of trust when it comes to relationship. And if you don't have trust, you are wasting your time. Um, I think the inevitable is that it is going to continue to eat away at your relationship. And then eventually you two will just cease to want to be with each other. Um, So um, when you talk about faith and faithfulness, that, as the Bible says, is... The evidence of things hoped for, um, the the things you can't see so much. I'm paraphrasing and messing it up, but you know, <laughs> believing in what you can't see. Um, and what I'm talking to this topic, what you can't see is the contents of my phone. But you gotta have faith that you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm on the up and up, and I have to have faith that you are doing the same. If it starts getting shaken, like we talked about in the the last topic, be direct. You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with be like, yo, are you cheating on me? You know what I'm saying? Rather than let me see your phone. You know, give somebody rope to hang themselves. And if you suspect something, hey, do your investigation. But do your investigation without being accusatory or without being um, invasive, if, if that means. I'm saying I'd much rather somebody stomp me and see what my whereabouts every time I say I go to the gym at night then you try to press me trying to get in my phone you know what I'm saying yeah so um I I don't think it equals faithfulness I think it's a huge red flag and uh people should like nip that in the butt as soon as it comes up like if this is a requirement then I can't I can no longer you know what I'm saying this relationship doesn't serve me we're free people we're free beings you know yeah so because Eric is the logical one, right? He gave y'all the logic answer. I'm just going to give you the barbershop answer, right? And the question to reiterate is, does phone access equal faithfulness? The answer is, fuck no. And you say, damn, Dwayne, why are you so harsh with it? I'm just going to put it out there. Maybe I shouldn't put it out there, but I'm going to put it out there. Just because you have access to my phone don't mean I ain't fucking other bitches. And I'm going to give you the perfect reason why. I'm going to say one name and one name only. And I hope y'all get the message. If not, I'm going to explain a little bit. There's a young man who just recently got a divorce because he finally got caught cheating. He was cheating for a hell of a long time. His name is Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. This nigga had 19 different phones for 19 different bitches. But his wife had access to the main phone. She could get online and log in and see who he was texting, what numbers was coming in, what numbers was going out. So, but he wasn't faithful. He still had 19 other phones. So 
just because you got access to it don't mean that a nigga being faithful. Or even with men, just because you got access to her phone don't mean she's being faithful because you can check all the DMs you want. You can check all the text messages you want. You can call back all the numbers you want. And you may never find nothing, but then you may bump into some shit one day or you may be out somewhere and see her or see him with somebody. And you be like, damn, under my nose the whole time. So, you know, no. I think that uh, having phone access, I think it comes from insecurities uh, myself. I think it comes from insecurities because, you know, you remember, I mean, I know you remember this phrase, especially back in college, bro. Now you can't go through my phone unless you pay my bill, right? Yeah. So when you get older and you get married or you're in a relationship and you paying somebody bill, bro, I still don't want to check your shit. Because, mm-hmm. because I learned something from my grandparents that I took and I ran with it is when you go looking for something, you always gonna find something even if it's nothing. Yeah. Because you're looking for it. Like, it could be somebody who don't have a name in his phone because they got a number switch or something and they say, hey, I love you, bro. And you'll call the number back and it's a girl that you don't recognize the voice. And now you're gonna hang up on her and go cuss him out, so on and so forth. And then he gonna be like, Nigga, that was my cousin. Like, what are you talking about? And then you find out that was his cousin. Now you feel like a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about insecurity. So, I feel like people who go through phones and DMs and all that, your suspicions have caused insecurities. And just like you said, if you're gonna be suspicious, do your investigation. But don't accuse me until you get proof. Because the worst, I think the worst feeling is you're looking for something and you find something that's nothing and then you then you get left because it's like yo, you just left a good, you just got left by a great human being in your life over your insecurities. It's gonna sound crazy. I'd much rather wake up in the middle of the night and see you trying to break into my phone than then you actually, you know, those that, that press you and try to gaslight you and make you feel like you're doing something wrong or you got something to hide, Yeah, you know, uh, because you won't allow them access. It's like, that's where boundaries come in to me. It's like, hey, yeah. you got to have your boundaries. Whatever that is, and it doesn't have to just be phones, but with a relationship, I think the best thing you can do so both of you don't waste time is establish your boundaries early and don't budge off them. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. That's real. That's real right there. Mm-hmm. And because we're on this topic as well, just to let the people know, if there's any young lady out there that wants to rebuttal this or give, you know, just to give her, you know, opinion on it, please feel free to DM us and we will run this conversation back and add you to it. Mm-hmm. That is what we will do because you know, even though this is two guys talking about this, we're very open-minded to if somebody wants to come on and give their opinion. Because one thing about our show that we don't do, we never try to push our views on anybody. Like, we're we're here to talk about stuff. Because one thing I will say about me and Eric Vogue, especially when it comes to our show, is that we listen to understand. We don't listen to respond 
So if there's anybody that, you know, has has a rebuttal, just let us know. We'll run it back, part two. Like, we have no issue with that. But as of right now, I don't think that phone access equals faithfulness because it's been too many times in too many relationships that all of us have known where somebody comes up like, yeah, you can have access. Check my phone. Pick it up. Answer it. Do what you do. And then mm-hmm. six months later, you find out this sucker been cheating for three or four months, whether it's man or yeah. woman. It's like, damn. I thought they was doing good. Yep. So, no, phone access does not equal faithfulness. So, we'll move on to the final topic. And we'll make it a little more exciting. Because I'm sure some of y'all like, damn, they on this relationship shit, this faithful shit, mm-hmm. this list. Like, we, we don't want to depress y'all. So, we'll make it a little more exciting. Give you something to argue about amongst your friends and family and coworkers or whatever. So we're going to dive into this music topic, right? So somebody brought this topic to me and I just wanted to really dive into it with my boy Eric because we both are uh, music heads when it comes to lyrics anyway. So the topic is, what is the best diss track between Ether by Nas, Hit Em Up by Tupac, or No Vaseline by Ice Cube. Eric, what you got? So, uh, Ether, I'm going to keep it real. Everybody know I'm a Jay-Z fan. Uh, It was cute. You know what I'm saying? Uh, That's what I'm going to say. It was cute. Big lip jokes and, you know, uh, you wasn't a hustler and all this other stuff. That that was decent. Uh, When we talk about diss tracks, we talk about disrespect to someone. I think that a more disrespectful track than hit him up. Like, when you look at the, the climate back then, how the East Coast versus West Coast thing was going on, the, the aggressiveness, the confrontationalness, if that's a word, um, Tupac was going ham on him. You know what I'm saying? And and not just Biggie. You know what I'm saying? Mob D, Lil' Kim, Junior Mafia. Like, it was like guns are blazing. There's a TikTok that I watched that it says uh, how the background singers was when Tupac recorded Hit Him Up. And you just listen to the end of the song and how hard he was going. He wasn't even rapping, you know what I'm saying? But you can tell, yo, this mug is mad. Mad as hell, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And for that reason, I, I got that as as the top out of those three. Like I said, Ethan was cute. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say Ice Cube. Not that I don't think Ice Cube. I don't think his rapping ability was up to either Ether or uh, Hit Him Up. Uh, like I said, the aggressiveness was there, but it, it left more to me. But I think Hit Him Up takes that the cake hands down. Okay, so here's my take on it. Ether. If I'm looking at all three, right? To me, Ether was the hardest, right? But Ether kind of got, what's the word I want to say? Ether kind of, it was discredited because you publicly, both of y'all publicly apologized to each other. Jay-Z became a billionaire and you did. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of, kind of makes your, your diss track null and void, but don't get it twisted. You can't go to New York and play Ether or somebody gonna try to kill your ass because it was that hard. 
Like, mm-hmm. even people in New York, like, people who know Jay-Z was like, yo, that shit might have destroyed your career. Like, we have his friends, Benny Siegel, Memph Bleak, you know, Tata. These niggas was like, yo, Ether almost destroyed your career, fam. Like, sorry, but not sorry. So, it was dope, but... Mm-hmm. Because Jay-Z became on to be who he is, it kind of like, mm, like you said, it's cute. Um, Hit Him Up. Hit Him Up was definitely the most heartfelt, right? Because Tupac, first off, I'm just going to say, you talked about the end of the song, just the beginning of the song, when that nigga said, that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. motherfucker, man, come on. I was like, yo, this nigga mad disrespectful. But this is the thing. Tupac was not on that song by himself. He had a whole mm-hmm. gang of niggas that was trash, that was dissing Junior Mafia and all them too. So it was like, yes, we know hit him up, what it was, who it was. And like you said, my folks will make sure all your kids don't grow. Tupac was angry. We get it. Mm-hmm. But he was on a diss track with some other niggas. So to me, that's when I turned to No Vaseline. This nigga Ice Cube, no, he's not the best rapper. We all know this. But Ice Cube did six niggas and he killed all their career and their record label by himself. Mm-hmm. So this is why I chose No Vaseline because this nigga did MC Ren, DJ mm-hmm. Yella, Dr. Jerry Easy E, uh, Gary Heller, Ruthless as a gang, as a corporation, and as a mm-hmm. record label, and as a crew. Like, this nigga destroyed all of them. Like, nobody after that had a career except for Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. But he kind of made us laugh at Dr. Dre when this nigga was like, yo, you was, you was part of a Jerry Curl. Like, nobody knew he was part of the Wrecking Class crew until... Mm-hmm. Until Ice Cube brought it up, he's like, "Yeah, this nigga was on the slow jam." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, that's Dr. Dre, man. So, mm-hmm. to me, I think No Vaseline was probably the hardest because Ice Cube didn't have no features, and he destroyed like six or seven people. Like, yes, Easy E passed away, but before Easy E passed away, Easy E had to bring out Bone Thugs and Harmony to keep Ruthless alive because Ice Cube had killed that whole ruthless everything Mm -hmm. so to me it's no Vaseline that was the best diss track I'm sure it's some other diss tracks but these are the three that was brought that were brought to me because um, just to you know go on a limb and say my favorite diss track has to be when 50 Cent dissed Ja Rule that was an entertaining one yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it was very entertaining because I was just like, this nigga 50 really killed Ja Rule's career. And he killed fucking Murder, Inc. Because after he killed Ja Rule, Ashanti left. Irv Gotti lost everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. Lloyd left. Like, it was like, yeah, this nigga 50 did that. And, well, I just say this. All of 50 beefs ended up in 50's perspective. I say that. Because mm-hmm. 50 Cent beefing against Ja Rule, Ja Rule career ended. 50 Cent beefing against the game, it ended. Game ended. Like, yeah, he still make these hood classics, but nigga, you ain't been mainstream since 50 District. It kicked you off the mm-hmm. level. Uh, 50 Cent and Fat Joe, 
that shit kind of kind of dissolved because Fat Joe kind of disappeared from music anyway because he was on his weight loss journey and shit. So we can't say he ruined Fat Joe's career, but even Fat Joe was like, "Yo, that's a beef I didn't really even want because Fifty mm-hmm. was different." And like, you know, like it's just crazy. But out of these three, yeah, for me, it's definitely no Vaseline. No, I ain't mad at that. But I do understand what you're saying on Hit Em Up because Hit Em Up to this day, it's still one of those. If I want to, like, you know, we always talk about how these kids warm up to football and stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. Hit Em Up was actually one of the songs we used to warm up to. Oh, yeah, fact. <laughs> so, one, one thing I like about all three was, like, back back in the day, they used to say it was no such thing as subliminals. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, like, they used to say your name and everything. Yeah, whole name, you know what I'm saying, telling stories. Like, it, like, like I said, even if Biggie wasn't sleeping on the couch, I think I was talking to you about this. Hey, he said it, and that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got you going to barbershops right now. Hey, Biggie was sleeping on Tupac couch. Like that's that's how hard it hit, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but nowadays they come up with so many creative ways to diss somebody. It's it's weird. Yeah, you, sometimes you don't even know they diss songs. You just think they song. Yeah, I gotta find out from a blog or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, no I'm not lying. Like I listened to the whole last Drake album. Right. Couple couple days go by, and I see a blog. Oh, the 19 times Drake dissed Kendrick Lamar on his album. I'm like, what? I ain't hear none of that. Like, what are y'all listening to? You know what I'm saying? Like, it must have went over my head. So what I do want to say is, because you brought that up. So a lot of people have beef, and a lot of people are even dope entertainers, right? Uh And Drake is definitely one of those dope-ass entertainers. But what I will say is, he might want to watch his mouth because Kendrick is not the guy that you want to go back and forth with. Oh, we know he's going to pop out one of these days with something. Kendrick, I'm just going to put it out there right now because we're on the music topic before we end our uh, episode. Kendrick and J. Cole will destroy any rapper in a hot 16 right now. Mm -hmm. Facts. Yeah. I dare you to challenge me. Not you, but just anybody listening. I dare you to challenge me. J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar will kill any rapper in a hot 16 right now outside of Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, and uh, Andre 3000. Outside of those three, y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these new, these new rappers. Yeah. Kendrick, J. Cole, they would kill 21 Savage, NBA Youngboy, uh, who else out there? Oh man, I all the niggas. names. I wouldn't even say their names in the same sentence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm tired of hearing. Oh my bad. Let me put names. out that Drake too. These niggas were killed. These niggas were murdered. Drake. One one thing I'll say about Drake though, Drake. Hey, I'm pretty sure you heard the last album, and I'll, I'll keep it quick. Um, in Cole's verse, Cole would say, "Hey, we the big three. You know, me, you, and Cole." When Drake was rapping. He was like, it's just you and Cole. It's just him and Cole. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was kind of a slight. And I'm waiting. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? I love all of them. And it's like, when one go, you wait for the other two. Uh, The next one go, all right, you wait for the last one. So, hey, Kendrick, hey, you on the clock. We need some bars. Right. So, that's that for this episode of Good People. And... We know we've been away for a while, but we've been taking care of some other business. 
But we back, and we promise we won't have you guys waiting forever for the next episode. But again, you know, at the end of every episode, we try to leave you with something. Um, whether it's a quote, you know, something to do, something to think about, whatever the case may be. And today, I'm just going to leave you guys with um, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror and really talk to yourself about the necessities you need to be um, in a relationship and the necessities you need to even just be by yourself, but just be successful. Because basing stuff off, especially this list that we talked about earlier, if you're basing your life off what you see everybody else doing or who can afford what, and you're barking up the wrong tree, you're going to have a long, rough life. And I don't want to see that for nobody. I want to see everybody be happy. If being married is your thing, go be married and be happy. Just don't be broke and married. Trying to appease a price tag. Because let me tell you, I didn't see it during the uh, show, but I'm going to say it now. If any young lady out there want to take me to Cheesecake Factory, babe, I might not get no food, but you best believe I'm going to get a good-ass piece of cheesecake and a glass of wine. That's a fact. <laughs> but uh E, what you got for the people? Hey, it's crazy. You just said if you got a quote. So uh I the first quote that popped in my head, you know, uh in in my true bandwagon buff uh spirit, Dion was asked about others' opinion of it. I just want to lead the people with this. But what he said was, What about me make you think that I would care about your opinion of me? You ain't make me, so you can't break me. You didn't build me, so you can't kill me. God established me, so I ain't nothing. There ain't nothing you can do to me. And I just want to leave that with the people, man. Hey, don't let nobody's opinion of of you uh, overshadow the opinion you have of yourself. Um, stay up, people. Have a safe Halloween. Right on. And if you want to get in contact with us, our DMs are always open on Let's underscore talk about it podcast on Instagram or you can hit me up at ASAP Barbie um, on Instagram or you can hit Eric up at that's that still on Instagram and that is not with a T is with a D um, but yeah good people that's the that's the end of this episode and we'll get at you on the next episode of let's talk about it peace What's up? It's your girl, Aubrey Shine, and that was Let's Talk About It with ASAP Barbie.